Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. Well, good morning, guys. I think we might have had a, uh, I don't know what happened to the, uh, the intro plan, but I'm just going to jump in and, and say hi. Other rather than sitting here staring in awkward silence at each other, it's always the weirdest way to start any webinar. Right? What's going on, guys? We got an amazing guest host today, Agent Power Huddle, coming to you from uh, Southern California. So our host this morning is a man who needs no introduction, but I realize that some of you might not know him, so he might need an introduction. He is uh, a guy named Craig Chastain, who is... Uh, he runs a real estate team, sells a ton of houses. He's a real estate coach. And I like about Craig that he breaks things down in a way that even my simple mind understands. You know that, Craig? You have a really good talent for doing that. Well, thank you. But I, 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 wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't say you have a simple mind. I think there's a, <laughs> lot, there's a lot going on upstairs. All right. So even someone like me who has a lot going on in my mind, <laughs> he could actually like, get it going on. So um, I'm glad that you are here and you are on camera. Um, I'm going to be off camera for just a couple minutes while I change devices, Craig. But uh, I'll be back here with you. I'm excited to learn. So we're talking about today what? How to go from zero deals a month to three deals a month, correct? Yes, sir. So guys, those of you on camera, or if you're just in the chat box or on Facebook watching, we got people watching all over different places. If you think closing three deals a month consistently is a good goal that you're like, I'm in, put up three fingers, do this, go like, yeah, I'm in, right? Love it. All right. We got people. We're ready to rock, Craig. Over to you. Cool. So yeah, zero to three deals a month. So I'm going to give you kind of the 30,000 foot view, and then we'll dive into each specific component in more detail. So you know, this business is really easy if you know how to work it and work it the right way. But it can, and it's going to have its monotonous moments. But you know, like they say, success is boring. And so, like Jesse said, background on me, I see a lot of familiar faces on here. Um, <clears throat> but for the, those of you that don't know me, I'm a real estate broker here in Southern California, been in the business 12 years. Uh, from a production standpoint, our team did just under 100 sides last year in 2020. Um, and yeah, Southern California real estate broker. So, what I'm going to try and cram into the next 30 minutes or now 28 minutes, which my high D and the, the speed at which I talk, I probably can accomplish that very quickly. But uh, <laughs> this is something that, you know, I teach my team agents when they come on board so that they can start to build their own business should they choose to in the future. And there's really only two things that you need to go from zero to three deals per month. And I really tell people this is, this is a three-year plan. Some people, it takes longer. Some people, it you know, happens sooner. It just all depends on who you are as a person and how self-disciplined you are to the process. But you know, trust me, no matter who you are, anyone, and I really mean anyone, can do this. So my business partner, Don Mowry, uh, you might have seen him on some of these power huddles. Shout out to Don if he's on here. Um, he always talks about having your business being like a table and that in order for that table to stand up and bear the weight of the plates and the cups and the silverware that you put on it, it needs to have four legs to have a solid foundation so it can bear the weight and not fall over. So in this case, these four legs that we're going to talk about are lead sources. So, <clears throat> excuse me, the reason it needs to have at least four is for strength, growth, and diversification. Does anyone on here have assets managed by a money manager? Anyone at all? Dan? So Dan, tell me, on, on your monthly or quarterly calls, what's, what's the one thing that your money manager always talks about? Oh, sorry. I don't have a monthly. I should have a monthly call with him, but I don't have one. So sorry about that. I can't answer that. 
Do you have any, any quarterly check-ins or anything at all as far as how the portfolio is, uh, is doing? Uh, unfortunately not. Sorry. All right. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll help you out then. So they always talk about diversification, the portfolio, and that's to weather all, or at least weather most storms. And, you know, your real estate business is no different. So you don't want 50% of your business coming from one source. And then all of a sudden things change and that one source dries up and now you're cut off at the knees. So we'll go into lead sources more in a minute, but you know, having and or generating leads is just one of the two things you need to complete this success formula. The second thing that you will need is a good CRM. Everyone knows what a CRM is? Raise a hand, thumbs up. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. CRM, client relationship manager, basically just a software system where you can record contact records, take notes and calendar out future follow-ups. So, I mean, depending upon your business plan and what your goals are, you could go with something very basic all the way up to something very complex. But the important part is don't start with a system you will eventually grow out of or one that's too robust and too costly for what you needed to do. Because trust me, there's nothing worse than changing CRMs a few years down the road. So that's really it. I mean, all you need is leads and a CRM and you're well on your way to three deals per month. Sounds pretty, you know, sounds too simple, right? Yep. I mean, don't be fooled that it sounds too simple because it really is. So we'll unpack that a bit. So let, let's talk about some lead sources. So again, your legs on your table, you need at least four. Now, now picture that table for a minute. You got the, you got the four legs. We say four because that's going to give it the most strength. But if for some reason one leg gets knocked out and you've got three, the table will still stand up. But if it gets bumped or it gets jarred, it could fall over. So having four is really the minimum, but five, six, seven, eight, and so on is really ideal. So I'll kind of dive into some of the, the top lead sources that I, that, I, that I wrote out here in the notes. So the first one, you know, past clients, sphere, and client referrals. And I don't categorize that as three legs. To me, that's one leg, okay? Past client, sphere, client referrals, one leg. Another one's online leads. Again, I don't lump these all into, you know, I've got Zillow and Trulia and whatever as, as different legs. I put those all as one leg. So online leads are one leg. Geofarm could be another leg. Social media could be another leg. Agent to agent referrals, open houses, institutional buyers or sellers, uh, new home sales or builder referrals, professional service referrals like doctors, attorneys, so on. Um, expires for sale by owners and then circle prospecting. So that's just the top, top 10 I put there on the list here. And then CRMs. I mean, there's a number of CRMs out there. They all, you know, like I said, they all pretty much do the same thing. Some are more robust, some are a little bit more uh, um, easier on the budget. So some of those are Sierra Interactive, Sync, Firepoint, Boomtown, KV Core, Follow Up Boss. Um, some of the more uh, budget, you know, cost effective ones, Real Geeks, Lion Desk, Realty Juggler, Wise Agent. Again, it's important to find, um, you know, one that works for you, works for your business plan, so you can stick with that long term. All right. So at this point, we'll talk about the system or process in which you'll need to go from those zero to three deals per month. And let's, in this example, let's just pretend you're a new agent and you have no past clients. So the first thing you need to do, grab your phone. And if you can do this digitally or if you have to do it manually, however it has to work, but export every single name you have in your phone into your CRM. You're going to want to tag that contact record or list them as a lead source as a sphere, you know, a sphere of contact. Create a note or a call task or some type of follow-up that prompts you to call them once a quarter, literally for the rest of your life. All right. Side note on that, when you call these people, don't talk about real estate. 
Use the Ford technique. You guys all know what Ford is? The acronym, what the Ford stands for? Who wants to come off mute and shout that out? Family, occupation, recreation, and dreams. You got it, Matthew. Family, occupation, recreation, and dreams. I mean, obviously, you know these people fairly well. You don't want to be the person every time you call, you're looking for something of them. The goal is to build and strengthen existing relationships. Referrals or conversations about real estate will just organically come. So that's, that's step one. Step two, make it a point to add new people to your CRM every single week and do the exact same thing where you're reaching out to them you know, on a quarterly basis to check in. This could be someone you met at a barbecue, an event, grocery store, whatever the case may be. Take great notes about the conversation had in that moment. Write everything down about that conversation so you have something to reference back to when you call them in the future. That's step two. Step number three, we talked about the leads. Start developing your lead sources. I'm a big believer in sweat equity versus check equity. And what I mean by that is if you're building a business for the purpose of the business to be profitable, you need to lead with revenue. That's what's most important. So with that said, you know, aside from your sphere and your past clients and your referrals, you should start working on building out you know, additional lead sources. That could be a farm leg. That could be a social media leg, open house leg, agent, agent referrals, et cetera. I mean, to that point, you know, we're all on Zoom right now. I do at least a Zoom a day, if not two or three. You should have your city listed, you know, in your name so that people can identify where you're at for referral opportunities. So if you look at my name, it says Craig Chastain slash SoCal. So the people that are on this call or people that watch this on YouTube, they can remember I'm in SoCal. And if they have a referral, they could potentially hand it out to me. Number four, you know, as, as you can imagine, as you're building out your additional legs, the people you meet along that journey may actually need to buy or sell now. So make sure to put those people in your CRM right away and apply applicable checking times. You know, once a quarter is good for sphere, but if you meet buyers and sellers, depending upon where they're at in the process, you may need to adjust those follow-ups as appropriate. Should you call them next week and two weeks a month, whatever the case may be, you know, th this is probably the most key component of everything. What, what do they say? The fortune is in the follow-up follow-up, right? This, this is how you go from zero to three deals per month. Consistent follow-up over time. Number five, you should be lead generating or following up at least one to two hours every single workday and preferably in the morning. That way, as you know, things always come up later in the day. And if you did your lead generation in the morning, you always continue to stay in momentum. And the last step, number six, rinse and repeat. If you're just doing this, over and over and over again. So as a former real estate coach, this is literally the exact formula I would teach people. And those that followed had success every single time. I mean, there's nothing really special about it. There's no tricks. It's nothing fancy. It's just the consistency over time that will yield you the results. So let's go back and we'll kind of dive in a little bit deeper to the CRM and the leads component. So we'll start with the CRM first. And so if you have a CRM that's working for you, great. If you don't have one, definitely get one. Um, but some things to consider, you know, all, all CRMs will be able to create a contact record, add notes, applicable data, send emails and create follow-ups. But some things to, to consider if you're looking to get one or you're looking to, um, you know, if you have something basic and you're looking to expand, one thing to look into is does it link to an IDX website? And if so, is there additional cost to do so? Does it have a built-in a built-in uh, built dialer? Can it send text messages? Can it send video messages? Can it do mass text messages? 
Can it leave uh, any voicemail drops? Can it automate processes like emails, follow-ups, transaction management, et cetera? And if you add additional users, one, can you do that? And two, if you can, is there additional cost? So there's just some things to consider when looking at, uh, you know, if you're doing demos with CRMs or just some things to look at, some questions to ask. So there's a lot of things to take into account, like I said before, but you want to be sure the CRM you decide to go with is something that suits your needs short-term and long-term. Like I said, you don't want to switch if you don't have to. It's a pain in the butt. Um, so for leads, I won't go into all of them. Um, I'll kind of go into the ones that I call the sweat equity type, ones that have little to no monetary, um, uh, you know, very, very little money. So obviously, first one we talked about, past client sphere referrals, uh, geofarm, social media, agent, agent referrals, open house, new home sales, professional services, expireds for sale by owners and circle prospecting. I'll kind of go into these individually and just kind of, if, you, if you're not familiar with these or if you're not sure where to start or just some best practices, I'll spend about a minute or two on each. Um, so geofarm. When you're doing a geofarm, you want to select a, an area you desire to work. This could be you know, where you live. This could be where your office is located or just an area you would really like to dominate in. Ideally, you want to select an area that has at least 500 homes in it. Um, you know, keep in mind, it's called farming for a reason. It's going to take time to yield the fruits of your labor. If you cannot commit to doing this consistently for 12 months, don't even start. Just, just don't even do it. It's, it's, not going to be, it's not going to be worth your time. Um, but if you are going to go that route, before committing to an area, you want to find out the turnover rate. And you can do this by taking the total number of sales in that area for the last 12 months and divide that amongst the total number of homes in the area. So a good turnover rate is 10% or more, but I would not consider working in an area that has less than 5%. So give you an example, I'll give you some numbers. If you had an area that had 500 homes and in the last 12 months, there was 50 home sales, that would be a 10% turnover. So 10% or above is good. Again, anything less than 5%, I wouldn't work in my area. The inventory is really tight. We're pretty much seeing that five, 6% uh, turnover for our area. Um, but additionally, you also want to check those closed sales and make sure there's not a dominant agent in there. I would say if there's any one agent that has more than 10 to 15% market share, I wouldn't go after it unless you really, really want it. Cause it's going to take a lot of work to, to beat that person out. So as far as executing, if you have a budget or if you're on a budget, excuse me, um, it can be as simple as just generating a flyer you could, it could be a just sold, a market update, and just taking it to your local printer and door knocking it. You know, not a lot of money or investment involved in that. If you do have some money, you could also do, you know, direct mail to these people. Um, when, I, when I first started out, I didn't have a lot of money. So I decided to do the door knocking route. My farm was 500 homes and I found I could door knock about 125 doors every two to two and a half hours. So once a week, I'd calendar this out in my schedule. I'd go door knock the homes. By the time I got to week four, I did the 500. Started back at, you know, started back at the top and just went through it. Over time, you know, I started making more money. I had less time. So I started leveraging my time with money via direct mail. Am, do, am I talking too fast? Do we need to stop any questions so far? About halfway through. Am I talking too fast? Are we good? Good. Keep rolling with it, Craig. You're cool. doing great. Cool, cool, cool. You're good. Fast is good. <clears throat> All right. Fast is good. Awesome. So next one, social media. I am not by any means the best at this, but you want to make sure that at least your, your past clients and your centers of influence are friends or followers on social media. And the rule of thumb with social media is for every business post you put out, put out another two or three personal or non, you know, non real estate posts. Um, 
Most experts say this should be a daily exercise, but really something's better than nothing. Again, I'm horrible at this. I probably post like twice a week, but something I got to work on. Um, but it, it is about consistency. Um, additionally, you should do the 25-5-1. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that. I've heard of that, but 25-5-1 is for your past clients and centers of influence. So in Facebook specifically, is everyone aware that you can segment your friends list? Is everyone familiar with that? Okay. If you're not, look it up. You can Google it. You can, t- you can take all your, all your people on Facebook and actually put them in a specific category where you can click on it and just pull up that specific list. And so the 25-5-1 is 25 likes, five comments, and one DM every single day to that list. And that could be, again, the, the friends list is specific to Facebook. That could be Instagram or whatever, whatever your preferred platform is. So agent, <clears throat> excuse me, agent, agent referrals. So right now, because of COVID, a lot of people are able to work virtually and have found, you know, just their current residence no longer suits them. So if you're in an area where there's lots of people either moving to like Texas, Florida, Arizona, or if you're an area that a lot of people are moving out of like California and New York, you know, connect with agents in those markets. So you have the opportunity to either receive or pass out referrals in those areas. Open houses, you know, if you're gonna do an open house, don't do it half ass. I mean, spend a little extra time and do a mega open house. I mean, 30 to 50, you know, uh, yard signs. Door knock, call, or, or do both the neighbors, you know, one to two days before the open house and invite them to come check it out. Do a, a VIP neighbor open house that opens up an hour before the public one, etc. Build relationships. Do you guys have a lot of new construction in your area? I mean, build relationships with those sales agents in the office. Lots of buyers that come through their office will need to sell their home in order to buy the new one. If you build a strong relationship, you could be that guy or gal that they're referring that business to, that listing business to. Professional services, like we said before, you know, doctors, attorneys, these are great sources for referral business, especially probate and divorce attorneys. Identify a few in your market and build and strengthen those relationships over time. Refer as much business to them as you can, and they will in turn do the same. Now, expires for sale by owners. You can find these in your MLS or on Zillow. I mean, call, door knock, all the above. These typically are some very tough conversations to have, but they are very low hanging fruit, you know? So with the expired specifically, you just have to find out what their motivation was, see if their motivation is still there and illustrate why you are the person who will be able to accomplish their goal this time. For a for sale by owner, you know, give as much value as you can, offer to do an open house for them, shoot a video of the property, send it out to your buyer database, show and give them value so that when they get tired of the process after two weeks, you're the one that they call, not the 30 other people that just wanted to get the listing out of the gate. Uh, last one, circle prospecting. So this is just basically virtual door knocking. It's best to call with a point, you know, so like a just listed, a just sold, or you have a specific buyer looking to purchase in that area and there's just no inventory. But ask them if they know any of the neighbors that want to sell. Ask them when they plan to move, how long they've been there, what, you know, just, just get in a conversation, get in a dialogue with them. Because at the end of the day, the point to all these activities is just to give you opportunities to add additional contacts into your database every day. And as long as you're continuously adding new people to your database and you're doing your part to give value and follow up consistently, I can guarantee you'll be selling three plus homes a month before you know it. That was fast. That was 20 minutes, Jesse. I don't know if Jesse's still on here. I thought that was going to take a lot longer. 
<laughs> ah, that's the high D in you coming out. You're like, let's crank through it. Let's do it. Oh man. Okay. Well, we got 10 minutes. Any questions on any of the information I just went over? It was very quick. I'm sure. Go Craig, for it. Jen. So Craig, I've got a question. We a couple of us. But let, 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 let's go Jen and Matthew, then Matthew. Okay. Mine was really quick when you were blasting through the social media part and you gave us 25, five, one. Yeah. It was 25 likes. And then what were the, what was the five? 25 likes, likes five comments, and then one DM. Okay. Thanks. Matthew? Two-part question. Yeah. Can I do that? Is that allowed? Okay. Go for it. Um, so the advice you had about calling through your sphere, doing the Ford. So yes. what, what about those on the call maybe just jumped into the business or they're in a market where they just landed in that market and they're trying to build something and they don't feel like they have that well to go to people who know them, uh, a smaller sphere. i just curious the advice that you may offer them if they don't feel like they have those people that they can call through and follow up on. <clears throat> so if they're, if it's more, if it's closer to the beginning of get, trying to get things started out, what advice would you offer? Well, I, I think, I mean, I, I hear that a lot, especially with the, with the newer agents that we bring on and, you know, you've got a I have phone. as well. That's, that's yeah, why you, I'm, you, I'm curious. I mean, you, you, you have a cell phone. That. I mean, how many, how many numbers are in the cell phone? Most people have at least a hundred, if not more, that's yep. your sphere. And then, and, and to your point, you know, maybe out of area, you got to get out there. You got to network. You got to, you mean, go out there and meet people, go to networking events, go to the chamber events. These people you meet just because you're not necessarily quote friends, they are your sphere. And these are the people that you put in there and consistently follow up with as you're building yeah. your database. So it's, yeah. it's about, it's about getting out of your comfort zone. If you're in a, if, if I were to just up and move to who knows, I don't know, Texas. I don't, mm -hmm. I mean, I know, I know Leslie in Texas, right? I mean, that's, yeah. about, that's about it. But <laughs> I mean, you, I would have to get out of my comfort zone and just go out and, and, and meet people. And, that, and that's really, that's all this business is. This is a relationship business. We're not selling real estate. We're selling us. Yeah. And the way in which we do that is through relationships. So just going out there and just making a point to meet one new person a day, you know, getting their name, getting, I mean, door knocking is a great way, but I'm, like I said before, it could be at an event, a barbecue in the grocery store, just being personable, using the four technique, talking about, you know, talking about them and just building that relationship over time. So, okay, so and I have a lot of family. I'm sorry. I have, I have a lot of family out of state. You could recommend to them also ask their family to give them a referral from their referrals are better than nothing. hundred percent. hundred percent. Yeah. That thing about choosing a CRM, Craig, I've heard quite a few folks recommend if you don't have one, start with Facebook because all of us pretty much have that. And some of those features you were describing, putting people into groups yeah. and then focusing on that. It's like, they're, they're right there. So you can take them from there and put them in somewhere else or just take what you already have and make the best use of that. If you have nothing today and it's free. Exactly. And, and, and you, they say, yeah. And they, I mean, they say the, the best CRM is the one that you use. So again, mm -hmm. depending upon what your, what your business plan is, you don't need something crazy. You just need something to smack you in the face every so often and say, hey, call this guy or reach out to this person yep. or have some type of system where you're doing that. That's really, that's all you need to do. Yeah. I mean, there's some, there's agents in my market that have been selling real estate for 40, 50 years that are kicking my butt. Mm -hmm. Well, 40 years ago, they didn't have CRMs. They had like yeah. three by five cards or like a Rolodex or something. Yeah. You know, they were doing but, the same thing though. They, but I mean, they were doing the, the what you were thing. just teaching on this, yeah. they were doing the same thing, just maybe in a different way. Yeah. It was just, it was just it, exactly. But it was, it was the consistency over time. Yeah. 
my follow-on question I was going to ask you is you're talking about going from zero to three, zero, no business, three is consistent to the point that you're probably going to need help along the way. So you got all these things that you're doing. And at some point in that journey, you, you're going to need some help, an admin or a partner or a coordinator or something. I was just curious, what you what would you recommend? At what point would you add someone? Who would you add? How would you add them? That sort of thing. It really depends. I mean, my, my first hire was like, they wore many hats. So they were my assistant, my TC, my marketing person, you know, they were, they were kind of everything. Mm -hmm. Um, for me, when I got to about two deals a month is when I brought that person on and they were part-time, they worked three days a week, about four hours a day. Um, and what did you have them do admin tasks? Yeah. Mainly it was TC stuff. Mm -hmm. So a lot of my stuff in the beginning was, um, you know, what were like relationship business. It wasn't like leads. It wasn't stuff like that. So I didn't necessarily need an admin to nurture and cultivate those relationships. Yeah. So yep. it was, it was more, it was more of the admin backend stuff. Mm -hmm. And I, yep. I found it about, about two deals is where, where I needed that. Yeah. I probably could have still done it, but I also like to have a life. Yep. Absolutely. So I have a question. Go for it. Um, it's been a long time since I have circle prospected. Mm -hmm. Who, who are you guys getting your uh, data from? So I've got a, a couple different sources. I, I really like Vulcan seven. I think they have the best data out there, but it's probably the most expensive data. Um, I know Mojo has like an add on for like 40 bucks. Um, you can, I, I don't even know if it's limited. You might be able to get as many as you, as you want. Um, but you can, you know, circle out an area and it'll just extract all the, names, phone numbers, emails out of there. You can just call it some, I don't know. I don't know how it is in Texas. Like, uh, like our title companies aren't supposed to give that stuff, but sometimes they do. Um, but so maybe your title rep could, uh, could help you with that if that's allowed in Texas. Perfect. I'll, I'll find out. Thank you. No problem. Any other questions? All right. If not, I got one last question before I wrap it up then Craig. So you've been a real estate coach for a long time. Um, if anybody watching this is like listening and they want to take a critical look at their own business, what do you think is the best place to start? Like where, where should they start looking at their own business? Where should they start looking at? Yeah. Like if you're looking like, for holes, looking for things to change. I mean, is it, is it just listening back to this? Cause I agree with Jen who just typed in the box, Craig, she said, I hope you do more of these. This is fantastic content. So do, do they just look and see which one of these legs do they need to add? Where, where, where would they start? So does everyone know what a SWOT analysis is? Strengths, some do, some don't. opportunities, <laughs> threats. It's basically a self-diagnosis of, of your business. So you can write on a piece of paper, what are, what are your current strengths in the business? What are your current weaknesses? What are your current opportunities? And what are your current threats? And then it's almost like, I mean, your wife's a therapist. You're almost like a therapist to yourself or to your business, right? And kind of seeing where the holes are and then getting, you know, getting rid of what doesn't work and expanding upon what does. Uh, what to, so the, your question of where would you go? I mean, I, I, I would probably just go with the SWAT and really, really have an honest conversation with myself about the business and say, where, where are we falling short and where can we expand upon? 
I love it. And for bonus points, take that SWOT analysis and bounce it off someone like Craig, right? Someone who, who can't, who you, who does know what they're doing in the business and say, Hey, take a look at this. What am I missing? What gaps, what holes do I have? I think that's a great place to start, Craig. I said, I knew you'd have something good. I put him on the spot. I knew you'd have something good. Uh, Jen has a quick question before we wrap up here. Um, Craig, do you recommend a tracker to use when calling any simple ones? You, you mean, a, Jen, you mean a tracker, like as far as like how many dials, how many contacts, that kind of thing. Um, so a lot of CRMs do that as well. Um, so that would be one thing to look at if you if you're looking to get a CRM. Um, I still I'm still old school. I've got literally I don't know if you can see that I've got a little spreadsheet. I hash off my contacts. I hash off my appointments every single day. We use CTE, so we will take that data then and backfill it into CTE, so we can look at our weeks and our months and our years and kind of compare year over year and things like that. Um, but I just use a just use a spreadsheet. Love it. Last question we'll be at the bottom of the hour. Dan uh, Edson asks, what do you think of coal realty resource data? Have you used that lately? You know, I haven't used it for years. Um, I, I haven't used it for a while. So I don't know if it's different. When, when I was using, I would say it was okay. And that's why I, I mentioned the Vulcan data because um, I was doing both at the same time. And I found the Vulcan was a lot better. I don't know if it's any different. Um, so I really can't comment on today's uh, you know, what yeah, it is Vul up today. Vulcan used to have a lot more phone numbers also, didn't it? Well, I don't know what those guys do, but man, they like every single number is the dang person. I mean, it's like, it's crazy. Yeah. But it's expensive. It's like 50 cents of 50 cents a number versus, you know, you can go, like I said, you can go to Mojo and pull out a thousand people for 40 bucks. Right. So any final thoughts you want to leave people with today? I would just, again, going back, look at your business. Do you, do you have four legs to your table? Do you have four pillars of business that are strong? And if you don't go back and, and start developing those and or solidifying the ones you do have, like I said before, you might have four legs to the table. One gets knocked away. You might start teetering. It's very important to go deep and not go wide. If you ever feel like you're going wide, what I mean by wide is you've got 20 legs at the table, but they're this short, you know? It's better to go deep and not, and not go so wide. Don't spread yourself too thin. So go back, look at your business, make sure your legs, your pillars, your lead sources, whatever you want to call it, are super, super strong and solidified so you can weather all storms in real estate. I love it. Craig, thank you. This is such good stuff. Everybody have a wonderful Thursday. We are on tomorrow going deep and uh, some other advanced level marketing strategies. So we will see you tomorrow. But Craig, this is such good stuff. See you guys. Have Thanks, a good buddy. day. We'll see you guys. If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.